you got your word, turn to Isaiah 55. This is our starting scripture. This is our base, this scripture right here tonight. Because it doesn't matter how old you are. You can be as young as those Johnson kids in the back row. You can be as old as me or older. And this scripture will apply to you. I love the truth that's found in the word of God. It never gets old. It never fails. It does not return void. It is powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. I love this word. Isaiah 55, starting with verse 8, God says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are my ways your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Let's read it again. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. You will have to go back to that scripture many times in your life. Because you and I will have things happen in our life where we will question God. Doesn't matter how young, how old, we'll wonder, why is this happening and why is it happening uh, for so long? How come, Lord? Why? What's... And you and I must go back to this scripture. God, your ways are not my ways. Uh, I heard someone say, uh, who was that old old guy that was on the radio? Uh, they still have his tapes on. God is still on the throne and prayer changes things. But who is it? Whoever he is, it still holds true. God is still on the throne and prayer does change things. God is in control. And His ways are not our ways. God does not need our help. He does not have a suggestion box anywhere. And we keep trying to tell Him not only what we want, but how we want it. Turn to Romans uh, 8. His ways are not our ways. That should make you glad. Aren't you glad he doesn't think like we do? It'd be a real small church. Verse 28 says, and we know. They love this. And we know. And we know all things work together for good for those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. But if you love God, it doesn't say all things are good. It says all things work together for good for those who love God. But we're all still here right now. But one day you'll get a bad report from a doctor. One day you'll get a phone call and someone is gone that you love dearly. And you have got to have some scriptures you can stand on and say, wait, God, I know. I know this is going to work together for my good because I love you. Nothing can happen to you that God doesn't know about. Nothing. Nothing. Doesn't matter who you are, how old you are, how long you've been saved. God knows everything about you. The enemy can't do anything to us that God will not allow him. 
Job was a perfect man, as the Word of God says. He was just, he was an upright man. And yet he, the enemy went to him, said, God went to Job, went to, the, to Satan and said, have you considered my servant Job? Hey, there's no one like him. Look, look at him, look what he's doing. And, and Satan said, yeah, because you got your arm around him. You, you turn loose around him. Turn your arm loose of him and let me have him for a while. I'm paraphrasing. And all the things that happened to Job, and he still stood strong. In spite of friends, I would love to know what that word means in Hebrew, if those are friends. All things will work together for good. We hate things that don't go. We hate discomfort. We're brats. We are. In America, we are brats. We are spoiled. And we like... We like things our way, and we don't always get them. Whether it's in a marriage, a relationship, a job, uh, it, it doesn't matter. You, you name your health, your finances, we do not get our way. We, we don't always get our way. And the sooner you and I can learn it and figure it out, the better off we'll be. But you and I have got to know, even though we don't get our way, God has a perfect plan for us. We're in a world that's cursed by sin. And in the midst of all that, He takes care of us. He does. Aren't you glad? He takes care of us. No matter what uh, the news is, uh, whether it's a personal news or news coming across the radio or TV, God takes care of us. Psalm 37, 25 says, I've been young, now I'm old. You're out there, you're my age, you can say amen. We are now old, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken or their kids begging for food. God will take care of us. He will always take care of you. I don't care how old you are. You love God. He will take care of you. Romans eleven thirty four 34 says, Who has known the mind of the Lord, or who has been his counselor. You can fill that in and say, not me. His ways are higher than our ways. You might say, well, how come I had to go through this? How I, I don't know. There, you, cannot, you cannot go down that road of starting to question God, because it, it, once you start it, it won't stop. You can't go there. You got, here, here's my theology. He's God, I'm not. That's enough. He's God. This one spoke the universe into being. Gave His only begotten Son. Planned the whole thing out so that I could have eternal life. I'm going to stand and question Him? I don't think so. I don't think so. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on this crazy thing that's on your shoulders. Our understanding is so stinking limited. What makes sense? There's more things in this world that don't make sense than do. Especially if you, you turn on news. You think, you're kidding me. And you start scratching your head. And then you start getting that inside of you instead of the word of God. 
And I'm telling you, this still works, church. His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. You want to know His ways? Right here they are. Isaiah 34, 16 says, Seek ye out of the book of the Lord and read. You read it. Read it. doesn't say, Seek ye out in understanding. Just read it. Because the Word of God tells us through thy precepts I get understanding. His ways are not our ways. Turn to Mark 7. I'm ratting on you. Too many of you here without your word. Pastor told you, start bringing your word. I'm taking pictures. I'm going to send it to him. Verse 31 says, again, departing from the region of Tyre and Sidon, he came through the midst of the region of Decapolis to the Sea of Galilee. Then they brought to him one who was deaf and had an impediment in his speech, and they begged him to put his hand on him. And he took him aside from the multitude. He put his fingers in his ears, and he spat, and he touched his tongue. Yeah. (laughs) Can't you just smell the earwax? His ways are not our ways. Then looking up to heaven, he sighed and he said to him, Ephatha, that is, be opened. Immediately his ears were opened and the impediment of his tongue was loosed and he spoke plainly. Then he commanded them that they should tell no one. Yeah, is that, is that wild or what? This, this man who, who had an impediment in his speech, he couldn't talk plain, now Jesus touches him, and he said, and he spoke plainly. He said, man, I can tell Shh, don't tell anyone. Are you serious? But the more he commanded them, the more widely they proclaimed that he knows us, does he not? <laughs> Best thing you, do, you can do if you want someone to know something, and you want it spread, is just all you have to do is say, don't tell anyone. <laughs> Some things never change. And they were astonished beyond measure, saying, He's done all things well. He makes both the deaf to hear and the mute to speak. Now go over one chapter to eight. Verse 22. Then he came to Bethsaida, and they brought a blind man to him and begged him to touch him. So he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the town. And when he had spit on his eyes and put his hands on him, he asked him if he saw anything. And he looked up and said, I see men like trees walking. Then he put his hands on his eyes again and made him look up. And he was restored and saw everyone clearly. Then he sent him away to his house saying, (laughs) neither go into the town nor tell anyone in the town I'm trying my best to think of a man who couldn't see everyone knows he couldn't see he had to be led into town by someone Jesus touches him he sees and Jesus said He spit on his eyes. 
and he still didn't see right. That intrigues me. Because some people say, if you've prayed for something once, you should never have to pray for it again. You don't have any faith. And yet Jesus, you know Jesus could have touched him. Right? He could have just touched him and he'd been whole. But I believe he did that for our example. But you, if you read the scripture, he asked him if he saw anything. He said, I see men as trees walking. And what did he do? And he made him look up. I believe that's what God wants us to do. As he works in our life. Everything that happens to us, he wants us to look up. To look up to him. Even when we don't get things answered the first time, just keep looking up. God knows what he's doing. His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. Who, world, whatever. There's another one. And I, I, I'm not, don't quote me on this. I think it's in John 9 where there's a man blind from birth and, and Jesus made a spittle out of clay and put it on his eyes. And they told him, he said, go wash in the pool of Siloam. And he came and he washed, came back seeing. And you would think, man, a guy gets to see after he's being blind, he's going to have a pretty good life. His nightmare started. Oh, my gosh. Oh, the, the, the church had a problem with him. And for crying out loud, he did it on the Sabbath day. His ways are not our ways. Turn to the first chapter of Nahum. Jonah, Mike, and Nahum. I want you to look at verse 3 in chapter 1. Just the last part of it says, The Lord has his way in the whirlwind and in the storm, and the clouds are the dust of his feet. doesn't say the clouds are like the dust of his feet. It says the clouds are the dust of his feet. And he has his way in the whirlwind, and the storm. Are you in a storm? Have you ever been in a whirlwind where it just seems like you, you feel like you're, all you want is Kansas? You know? Because you have those days. The Word says God has His way in that whirlwind. When there's no answers for anything, nothing makes sense. God says, I'm having my way in that. The clouds are the dust of my feet. See that out there? Can you see it right up? That's the dust of God's foot. That's the dust of his feet right there. Well, brother, you get. do you believe the word of God or not? That is the dust of God's feet. That means he's pretty close. Jeremiah 33. Oh, Adam had a good word this morning. If you did not leave here encouraged, it's because you set your mind not to be. Jeremiah 33, verse 3 says, Call unto me, and I'll answer you. That should be enough. But he says, I'll show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Nothing about hoops to jump through. You call to me. God says, you call to me, and I'll answer you. You call to me. You say, well, that's just not like me. I don't, I don't like to talk out loud to God. Well, you do to everyone else. You don't mind doing it on the phone when you gossip. 
We need to use our voice and say, call and God help me, I'm in a mess. Even if you've made it yourself, because if you're anything like me, most of them are self-induced. Most of my messes are. I, I have no one else but me to blame for them. Do you believe the Word of God? His thoughts toward you are peace, not evil. To give you an expected end. His ways are not your ways. His thoughts are not your thoughts. The sooner we can get it in our knower, the better off we're going to be. Job said, though he slay me, He's God. He's God. Isaiah 43. His ways are not our ways. Verse 1 says, But now, thus says the Lord, the cre- who created you, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned. Nor shall the flame scorch you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I gave Egypt for your ransom, Ethiopia and Seba in your place. Since you were precious in my sight, you've been honored. And I've loved you. Therefore, I will give men for you and people for your life. Fear not. I'm with you. I'll bring your descendants from the east. I'll gather you from the rest, the west. I'll say to the north, give them up. And to the south, don't, do not keep them back. Bring my sons from afar, my daughters from the ends of the earth. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I've created for my glory, I have formed him, yes, I've made him. He who began a good work in you will be faithful to perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. God began this good work in us. He's not surprised by any news we get. He's not. He's not taking back. Oh my gosh, how did that one slip through? Not God. God says, I know that. I know what's going to happen to you. God allows stuff to happen to us. He allows it. Get it in your knower. His ways are not our ways. I always go, go back to our son that we lost. I can understand God not hearing my prayer. I am a man uh, bent on sinning. I have a carnal nature that's got to be killed every day. But for God to not answer a six-year-old's prayer. He's God. His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. Oh, one day you're going to have to look at a casket. One day. Whether it's someone old or someone young. For us, it was someone young. About this big. And I remember looking at it and quoting that in my mind. God... I know all things work together for good, but how? 
how this this makes no sense, God. I don't understand it. He asked you himself, God, touch me. A six-year-old. And it didn't happen. I don't know how, the, but God, I trust you. I don't know how it's going to happen. But I know this ain't good. God said, well, things work together for good. And then Teresa, that day, gives her life to Christ. Everything you see in this pew and more is an offshoot of a little white casket. This is, this is just the tip of the iceberg here. Who are we to question God? Can a thing form? Say to the one who formed it, why have you made me thus? No. No. I remember uh, where we used to go to church, there was a lady who lost a son, and I remember her telling me, and it, I had not been saved very long, and he was killed instantly working for a company. He got electrocuted, and she told, I can remember like it was yesterday, her saying, when I get to heaven, I'm going to say, God, how can... When I get to heaven, I'm just going to say, Thank you, Lord. I'm here. Thank you. I'm, I, I can't wait to get to the other side. We get so caught up in, in what's here. And God said, I go to prepare a place for you. This is not the place God has prepared for us. We live like it is. This is a temporary place. But he's actually preparing a place for us now. And we want to stay here. Oh, we are. On a good day, we're crazy. It don't get any better than this. Wow. That would say a lot about a person right there. God's ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. Turn to 2 Corinthians 10. We we act like we're never going to die. We're crazy. I'm so glad Connie knew the Lord. Had had Connie not known the Lord, our older sister, uh, she would be in hell right now. Because I want to tell you what, there was no time for repentance. That, that year, we only had two snows that year, hard to believe right now. Only had two snows, and she was spinning down on 60, and a truck T-boned her and killed her instantly. Instantly. I mean, she, no suffering, no no. She's gone. Lenny and Teresa and I were, went over to their funeral home because they did her hair, and we all three said the same thing. Lucky skunk. She's there. She is in God's presence right now. She has seen Jesus' face to face and we fight so hard to stay here we're crazy verse 3 says for though we walk in the flesh we do not war according to the flesh for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but look at those next few words but they are mighty in God for pulling down strongholds what God has given us he said my ways are not your ways we think of weapons. We think of a sword. We think of, uh, some, if I go in some of your houses, I know who you are. I mean, you have an arsenal in there. Some of you have my last name. 
God says, not those kind of weapons. The weapons I have given you, they are mighty. They are mighty for pulling down strongholds. What's it say to do? Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Our problems, most of our problems are not our problems. Yeah, I know. Our problems are what we do with our problems. The thoughts, what we think about our problems become our problems. Most things we worry about never transpire. The things we fear, it's, it's the enemy just said, and this is going to happen, and then that's going to happen. Like he, we treat him like he knows the future. The only future he knows is his, and it's pretty bleak. He doesn't know our future. We've been given authority over him. All the power of the devil. Listen, you need to know something. The enemy does not play fair. He does not play fair. So I'm saying, why should we? Listen, he, he came to me when our son relapsed, and he said, I'm telling you, I heard this voice say, I'm going to kill him. He don't play fair. He don't play fair. When, when our son was gone, and we sat there on that pew no farther than that far away from that casket, he got in my ear and said, I won. That was a wrong thing for him to say. That was the wrong thing. I said, I won't tell you what. Whether or not that casket is there or not, whether or not he lives or he dies, does not determine whether or not I'll serve God. If it's all of my children, if it's my wife, my entire family, I will serve God. I'll denounce your works till the day I die. And I did tell him something else. I said, one day, I'll watch an angel grab you and throw your bony butt into a bottomless pit. And you can do nothing about that day. It's coming. I I have already predetermined in my mind when that happens. I don't know if I'm going to be a folding chair or what I'm going to be on, but I'm going to stand up. Loved it, loved it, it's great. That day comes for us as believers. You understand, he's going to be thrown into a bottomless pit. Says in Isaiah 14, one day we're going to look on him narrowly and say, you're kidding me. This is the one that made nations tremble. Remember the wizard of Oz? That's what's going to happen. One day you're going to say, you're, you're kidding me. Because greater is he that's in me. Oh, the gospel's good news. The word is good news. Go to Ephesians 6. Verse 10 says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you, you see those next three words, may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. 
For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you, oh, it's showing up again, may be able to withstand in an evil day, having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench most. That's what it says, does it not? All the fiery darts of the wicked. God says, my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. But if you put on my armor, you may be able to stand. You're going to be able to stand against everything the enemy throws at you. You just put on my armor. You put it on. God's going to get you through this. He's going to get you through this. And on the other side, you're going to say, thank you, Lord. He's going to get you through it. He's your strength. This is not the fun part. It's hard. I don't make light up. It's hard. But I'm telling you, if there's one thing I know, I know His grace is enough. It'll be enough. When I'm on my deathbed, you can say, Brother, you said it was enough. And you know what I'm going to say? It's enough. God gives us grace to die. He does. His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. I ran into this, this guy. He loves the Lord. And I was telling him about Benny. And he reached in his pocket. And he pulled out a vial. He pulled out a, a pill bottle. About that big. Just regular pill bottle. He said, look here. He opened up and all I had in was dirt. I said, what's that? He said, well... He said, I had a saved mom. And she prayed for me for years and years. I was a rebel. I was into everything you could get into. And he said, when mom died, he said, it just seemed like my life was gone. There was nothing. They just buried her. And I just took that dirt off her grave. I put it in that pill bottle. He said, someone was witnessing me one day. Telling me about the love of God. And it's like it all came together. I pulled out that pill bottle. Yes, Mom. It made sense. God's ways are not our ways. My sister did not know when she died what would happen in her husband's life. She had no way of knowing. Now understand, God answered her prayers in heaven. He gave his life to Christ after she died. After she died. God uses the hardest things. He uses those things we hate. And he gets stuff out of us. And he shows us, I hope I never lose another child or a grandchild. I hope I don't. But I want to tell you something. I know a side of God I would trade nothing for. Nothing. Nothing. I thank God he let us go through it. 
I thank him for it. I'm not afraid to die. I have no fear of death. I fear suffering. I'm a man. I hate pain. I want him to knock me out in a dentist office. I mean before I go back, if I could. Yeah, that's how much of a man I am. But I do not fear death. Death is a door. It's just simply a door. You go, I remember when dad expired. They took that last breath. And they were long pauses in between them. When he finally took that last breath, I told my brothers, I said, he's just now inhaled on the other side. He's took his breath. He's just took his first breath of heaven. On the other side, probably jumping up and down. God says, my ways are not your ways. I want you to look at a couple other scriptures. Now I'm going to get out of here. Turn to Proverbs 15. Look at verse 1. A soft answer turns away wrath, but harsh words stir up anger. Isn't it amazing? If you and I, as we communicate, God says, my ways are not your ways. Especially with us men, we think loud. She cannot yell as loud as me. She's tried, but she can't. It's, it's just the way we're made. I'm louder. And our, our shouting matches, we don't have them very often. We're not good at them. Neither of us are good at arguing. So seems like when we have a blow-up, we'll have a couple a year. We, when we save them, when we have them, we make them good ones, even though we don't even remember what they're about. But without question, the real bad ones will say, how did it start? And neither of us can ever remember. I mean, you know, I know it's always been her fault, but I, I couldn't pin... <laughs> Pinpoint the time. <laughs> because if you're married any length of time, it's the big three. It's money, sex, or kids. They are, every argument comes back to one of those things, does it not? Somewhere, somehow, it's weaved in there. But a soft answer, wow. It can, it can just kill it. It'll kill an argument right now. Or, I'm sorry, you're right. Try that knowing. Whew, that's a tough one, but I'll tell you what, it works. It works even if you don't mean it. You laugh, I'm telling you the truth. It, it, it works. It'll, it'll kill an argument right now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, if you just say I'm sorry. Look, if you're a man, I, I don't think you're much different than me. What? I feel like Fonzie right now. 
<laughs> We're usually wrong. There, it said it. We're usually wrong. If, if, you're, if you have any bit of God inside of you, you have to admit that if you're a man. Most, most of the time, they're right. Oh, when it gets this quiet, I get concerned. But I, I'm telling you, I know you're, you're made of the same thing I am. I thank God for my wife. I thank, you, I thank God she's nothing like me. It's been a quick marriage. I'm not talking about ending in divorce. I'm talking about ending in murder. Probably a double homicide. It wouldn't have lasted. Matthew 5. His ways are not our ways. They're not. Oh, this gets harder. Verse 43, Jesus said, You've heard it, it was said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, Wow, this is Jesus talking. Love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. Do good to those who hate you. And pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you that you may be the sons of your Father in heaven. For he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good. He sends rain on the just and the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what reward have you? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? I mean, you always say, oh, look at me. I'm something. I love my grandchildren. Well, yeah. But how about that person who gave you an obscene gesture? Or talked about your family? Or spread lies about you? God said, this is what works. My ways are not your ways. You love your enemies. You love them. You bless those who curse you. And you're not looking at a man up here saying, yeah, be like me. I mean, I've always done that. This, this, you know better than that. This is hard to do, is it not? This is hard to do, but this is the gospel. Like God says, my ways are not your ways. A soft answer, you bless them. You're right. I'm sorry. Bless you. I mean, I'm working out there with Shauna now, and we're at the Meridian. You know, it's it's assisted living place. And, and, and there are people out there who are in need, and God will put you in, in odd situations with the elderly. Elderly people are a trip. They are a trip to work with. They just are. We have several out there who are very, very funny. They're real characters. But this one lady, uh, she's 94 years old. She just had a birthday last, last Saturday. And uh, this this past week, I've been changing what they call PTACs, which are the uh, their air conditioning units like you would see in a motel. That, that little, that's what we have in each one of those rooms. So I have to service them once a month, clean them, and put different tablets in and stuff. And so I start down one end, and she just had me down on one end. Her door is open, and everything's all open there. I'm assuming she's up there eating breakfast with the rest of them. She was not. And not only was she not eating breakfast, but as I walked back there to her PTAC unit and the bathroom door was open, I'm just telling you, she wasn't eating breakfast. I said, oh, hi. (laughs) 
what, what, what do you say? But you know what? This lady loves the Lord, and I have such a sweet time with her. She's got all these things all over her. She's got scripture posted everywhere. She keeps her word by her bed. And this lady, rather than get upset, she just laughs about it. on. I'll be done in a little while. Okay, I'll be back. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? But just a soft answer. She didn't say, what the heck are you doing? Because I was going to say, what the heck are you doing with the door open? <laughs> Hello? <laughs> A soft answer. Is it? That's okay, honey. I'll be down here. Okay. I'll wait. <sighs> One more scripture. Romans 12, verse 17. Repay no one evil, evil for evil. Have regard for good things. Look at the next few words. It says, in the sight of all men. You understand people are watching us wherever we go. In the sight of all men. Be not overcome with evil. If it's possible, as much depends on you. Live peaceably with all men. Beloved, do not avenge yourselves. But rather give place to wrath, for it's written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, tell him he deserves it. He says, if you're hungry, your enemy's hungry, you feed him. If he's thirsty, give him a drink. For in doing so, you will heap coals of fire on his head. That's called conviction. Here's the key verse. He says, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. I promise you we'll all have opportunity to do that this week, to overcome evil with good. God says, my ways aren't your ways. And the first thing we want to do when we are verbally attacked is defend ourselves. We want to attack back, do we not? That's a, a soft answer. Just a soft answer. It's amazing what you can get away with with a soft answer. My mother, my mother could do that like none other. It's like she, she would just talk soft. It seemed like she was the thing she was saying to people. You, you would think they'd get mad, but afterwards, like she, they would thank her because she would just, well, you know, talking softly. Because God says, my ways aren't your ways. Driving our point home is not being louder. You hear me? Getting louder is not driving the point home. Well, on everyone's stand. If you're out there tonight... and you're finding yourself in a whirlwind or a storm, I'm just telling you, if you're a believer, that God is having his way in it. He's having his way in it. When it doesn't seem like anything is going on, God is still having his way in that whirlwind and the storm. But when the floods come, you won't drown. When you go through the fire, 
you won't be burned. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Because my God says his thoughts toward me are peace, not evil to give an expected end. Give me an expected end, and his thoughts are not my thoughts. You trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. If you're out there and you find yourself questioning God, tell him you're sorry. Tell him you're sorry. God, I'm sorry, I haven't trusted you. I've said, how come, how come, how come? But if you'd just been here, my brother wouldn't have died. Remember? That's what Martha and Mary said. He's there. God knows your situation. And I'm telling you that if you call unto him, he will show you great and mighty things that you do not know. You call him. Call him and say, God, I'm a mess. He said, I know. I've been waiting to hear from you. I've been waiting to hear from you. You got some music back here? If you don't know Christ, you just need to come up here. Call unto him. He'll give you a new life. You'll have someone to lean on as you go through the stuff. Because everyone goes through it.